Hi everyone, welcome back to My Family Podcast, episode five. Today we'll be talking about behind the scenes of influencers, and we have Reed with us. Hi. And Inka. Hello. So let's get started. All mm-hmm. right. So I think today's topic will be interesting for a lot of viewers and to listeners because you know not everyone can sort of is an influencer and they don't know what it's like behind the scenes. They only see what we put out and like the finished product. Yeah. Um, what made you want to talk about that today? Is there like an instance that happened? Yeah. Well, I feel like a, a lot of um, viewers and followers did ask, you know, they want to see a day in a life. They want to see more like behind the scenes. So I thought that this is, would be a great opportunity to talk about it. Right. Yeah. I love it. All right. Um, well, let's get started. Let's, let's start off with like filming, like filming your content. Right. Like, yeah. What's how it much... like filming for you? Yeah. Yeah, Inka. What's it like filming for you? <laughs> for me. Yeah. <laughs> but <let's>... um, <laughs> okay. So I, I, did a, I did a live with Anna recently and I was basically showing people what it was like to film all these TikToks and everyone kind of got a kick out of it because they I don't think they realized how ridiculous it could get sometimes about how like you were literally just talking to your phone and if it's a scene with somebody like like you're you're caring for someone or you're sharing like a moment it's literally just you and getting tender with a phone and it's such a weird experience and I didn't I don't think people even realize what it was like for us what it is like for us like I showed them what it was like shooting the gun proposal (laughs) 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 the comment section went crazy because I parked my phone uh, somewhere and then I showed my ring light and everything I said this is what happened <laughs> and then in, in the scene where it looked like I grabbed Reed's shoulders I was just holding on to my ring light I was like no <laughs> yeah, yeah and it was so good and yeah I think that was the moment I realized right people get so immersed in the content that we put out they don't even think about what it looks like behind the scenes and I mm-hmm. thought that was interesting yeah, it's really funny, I reckon. <laughs> how, how, how does that make you feel, like, Reed? Like, when you when you do your, like, I guess, thirsty trap ones, you know, how you're, you know, getting all close and personal with it, like, do you, do you feel... So, like, like when I'm in the moment, it's not as awkward, but I do remember filming a behind-the-scenes TikTok video of mm-hmm. what it was like to film the one where I, like, pinned Inca to the bed. And I was just like on top of her with like my necklace swinging. And then I was like, I know it looks really good from this angle, but if you, and I split the camera up, I look freaking ridiculous because I'm, I'm pinning a phone, you know? Um, yeah, can you imagine like your mom and dad is like, just like walking in on you or your, exactly. your friends, like opening the light and you're just on your bed like. Oh, <laughs> uh, I can explain. <laughs> so yeah, it's super uh, non-glamorous. Uh, we're just working every angle, and um, 
like a lot of my stuff I can't watch after a week because like after a week the whole sort of <laughs> mysteria is gone and it's just like dude you made that and you thought you should publish it <laughs> it's like when you get injured and the adrenaline wears off <laughs> yeah, and then you feel the pain yeah, you're yeah. Like, oh. ah. Okay, what about like the dynamics of like your filming? Like how much time a day do you spend filming for TikToks? Just for TikTok itself. How much time do you actually Are you asking me? Did... Is he liking? <laughs> Are you asking me? <laughs> he just liked out. He just liked out. You just like that completely, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna have to edit. You're like edit this so much. <laughs> you just froze like 15 <laughs> seconds. And Greg and I were like, uh. so "Are you talking? You're asking me, right?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was asking. I was asking you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So at the beginning, I used to film all day, but now I just film for about two hours, two and two to two and a half, maybe three if pushing it. Unless I'm just like a collab day, then I'm filming like all day. But if it's by myself, two or three hours to get yeah. five videos. Five videos. Mm. Do you still have a, a cap like per day like you used to, like now? A cap? What do you mean? Like a cap in videos? Like do you, do you aim for a set amount of videos? Yeah, I still try to aim for five. Um, but now I'm more lenient. I'm okay with three. Three is like the minimum amount. That okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What about yourself, Inka? Like, how much time do you roughly spend? Oh my gosh, it depends on the video. Um, I filmed uh, my recreation of the cool girl monologue from Gone Girl, and mm. that took a few hours for that one video. A few hours, wow. Yeah. yeah. Perfection. Because I had to, yeah, because I recreated the scenes, so I had mm. to, like, I looked for ribbon, black ribbon to look like I cut my hair. And then I had to look for different props to replace the ones that she was using in the scene. So instead of, I couldn't find like that little bottle you put hair dye in. So I just looked around the house and used like my hair oil. And um, I had to get rubber gloves. I had to, and I had to plan the, the scenes. I had to time the scenes and that one took a while. That was more, because it was a more complicated video to make. But yeah. if it's just like me responding to comments on TikTok or, or doing a, you know, a, a trend sound, then it's a little faster. But if it's a duet, say with you guys, I take my time a little bit more because I want it to look good. You know, I don't want your efforts when you film your POVs to go to waste because I did a subpar job duetting it, you know? So I try to take my time with that. When I do your duets, I usually take about an hour because I practice first, I practice the timing, and then I plan my actions and my angles. And then after that, I do several takes, and then I choose the best one out of all the takes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can we go back to your um, Gone Girl? POV. Did, how yeah. did the recreation scene, how did that one go? Like you spent hours, but how did it grow in terms yeah, of I, popularity? I, I planned it. I was watching the scene because, okay, that Gone Girl monologue was something that people have been asking me to do 
like since I started my TikTok because they, when they heard my voice, they're like, you sound like Rosamund Pike. I think you would do well uh, recreating that scene. And everyone was asking for it. And I didn't do it for a while because I didn't know, like I didn't really think about how I would do it just yet. I know I didn't want to do it too early on because I wanted to do it justice. So I, I kind of shelved that for a little bit. And then when I finally thought like, okay, I think I have enough experience doing and creating all these videos to recreate it. I first opened YouTube. I looked at the scene, I watched it and I timed all the different little scenes in that monologue. Uh, how many seconds each scene took, exactly the angle that she was doing. And I just copied it scene hmm. per scene. So if you watch did that video, my, yeah. Did that video go viral? You know what? No, or, actually. No, no. Okay. And that's Ooh. why, um, and that's an example that I use when I talk to like smaller or younger creators, uh, especially like for, I was talking to a creator from here, his name's Addy and he's like 20, 22. And hmm. he was talking, he was telling me about how he felt bad about his views and it was giving him anxiety and stuff. And I told him, look, your views and likes do not equate to how good your work is hmm. because hmm. that Gone Girl uh, recreation was so nicely done. Like I even recorded it on my professional audio equipment and I mm -hmm. edited myself. I used the actual soundtrack. Like I, I really put in some work and thought into it and it was really good. But my cat girl video went viral. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's not like a, a quality thing. It's, it's just, yeah. it depends on the trend at the moment. Yeah. I, when you said, um, you were talking to a smaller creator. I thought you were going to say Andrew for a second. Because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, it, it, it's actually, it's relatable because uh, what you're saying to him also applies to myself even. Um, his, one of his recent videos, like the Harry Potter one, he, it's, he told me it took hours to make and it, yeah. it barely, you know, got any views. And he was, yeah. you know, talking about, oh, he put so much effort in it. I mean, it was a shite video. You guys watch it? <laughs> Thanks, Reed. Uh, of well, course, well, Andrew can't even defend himself. Is when I'm talking crap about y'all. That's when like, internet works fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. But, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, but I, I thought you were talking about Josh. I think I, 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 the smallest creator. Oh, yeah. True, true, true. <laughs> but Josh gets. <laughs> He still gets views. His videos still get views. That's true. Mm, yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. But even you, Wayne, like you mm. make really nice POVs and stuff and you edit it really nicely. You put music, mm. but your video with the, with the wire cutter popped off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, um, okay. I'm going to express this. That was, that was actually me. I wasn't even purposely grunting. That was actually like the oh yeah 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 that was actually what it took like people thought I was just making it up like that was legit legitimately hard and it took all my strength to, to cut that like that padlock it's not one of your school lockers that people were commenting like oh I think that at yeah. school it's a big one it's for a freaking freezer <laughs> like it's an industrial padlock <laughs> yeah it, legit. Yeah. And then, yeah, was, so that one went well. And you know what's funny? The comments. The comments on that video. <laughs> yeah. People were like, this sound has potential with the style. And then, then you have all these other people like, wow, if, if we did this to like a woman 
all you guys would be hating, but all these women are sexualizing this guy's video. Like, it's not okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know, you got- It people- looked good. I mean, like- <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> when I saw the views, I was like, mm. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> good job. Yeah, I didn't, I did not expect that to happen. But, yeah, see, that's uh, exactly what happens. Like, you make a nice video and you think this is going to pop off, and then it doesn't. And then you make a whatever video and you're like, eh. And then it pops off and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> it's so weird. Well, I always say is that you're not the judge of quality, you're only the judge of quantity. The mm-hmm. viewers, they tell you I did something. You know what I mean? Uh, but then again, uh, there's times when the viewers are wrong um and uh, yeah it just depends on the trend <laughs> well it's following on from like you know growth and views and numbers like how does how does that affect you Inka? do you do you does it affect you mentally like you know when your videos don't do well like hmm. and how do you take that how do you sort of move on and grow and get over it i i used to take it a little bit more personally before but now I've uh, I don't know it's either I've developed like a thick skin about it or like I let myself be kind of sad about it for a little bit and then I'm like okay let's move on because it's just a video you know I make three to seven a day yeah I post three to seven a day and it's like I even forget about the other videos I I did last week. So this one shouldn't even really matter in the long run. But sometimes it does affect me because um, now I'm earning from my videos. And every time a client asks me to make a video, post a video for them, at the end of the campaign, they ask for the analytics. And that tells them whether they want to get me again or not. So when it doesn't do well, it kind of stresses me out just because it affects my work. It can yeah. affect my work, which is more important to me. Like if it, mm. if, if it doesn't affect my work, it's fine, whatever. But as long, uh, right when it seeps into professional territory, that's when I get a little concerned. But other than that, I try to not let it bother me. Um, I also kind of use it as a learning experience to kind of, okay, you know when, when you start out surfing, you don't know how to read the waves. So you don't know where to position yourself in the lineup. Um, Like you don't know how to paddle out. You could get caught in a rip and it's just inefficient. That's sort of how I see TikTok or the internet in general. Like when you start out, you don't know how to read the waves, but after a while, like you keep getting wiped out, you keep getting caught on the outside and and all these things. But after a while, um, once you've had enough hours out there on the lineup, you can kind of tell when a set is coming, uh, you can tell where the wave's gonna break and all that stuff. And I feel it's the same for the internet and and, um, uh, what do you call it? The algorithm. You can kind of read it after a while. Then you'd be like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. So that's how I feel about it. Yeah. I'll try. Did you read that? Oh, no. <laughs> so, you'll try. Yeah. What I found, I'm going to just talk really fast. What I found is that if, when I hit a million, if I don't celebrate it, 
as much, uh, then I don't feel as bad when my videos don't do well. Like if, if you're gonna feel crap, you're, you'll only feel crappy if your views are doing bad, if you feel really good when your views are doing good. Ah, oh, yeah, right. Right. And so it's sort of mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Okay. videos, I just like, okay, next video, another day. Just next one, get the next one done. And then That's if it's true, bad, though. see an attitude. Okay, next video, next one done, get the next one. Oh, yeah. okay. Interesting. That's true. That's true. That's been keeping my mental health very. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Wayne? I think. Oh, I think I've come to the point where it doesn't affect me anymore. I think originally I was like, oh, like this sucks, you know, like, uh, like I really like I'm, I'm just, you know, and then watching you guys go all the way up, it's, it's sort of, yeah. But now I'm just like, you know what? I'm having fun. That's why I did it. That's why I started TikTok to begin with, to have fun. And I'm, yeah. I'm still having fun making these videos and I'll keep doing what I'm doing. And you know, if, if it does well, it does well. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And yeah. I think it's all, it's all just luck as well. Like, like virality, you know, I mean, yeah. just like we were saying before, like the most random videos go viral and you, <laughs> you know, you don't plan for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, that's true. Yeah. That's true. But you can also plan virality without a doubt. There's like luck is a part of it, but you can also, you know, you, the more longer we stay in this game, the better we get at the game. Um, I'm definitely yeah. better at making videos than I was when I first started. Um, but yeah. what I what I would want to say is why you shouldn't worry about the numbers because our numbers is your numbers as long as we work together. You know, mm. it's it's our combined numbers. Yeah. yeah. We're a unit. So, so that's why that's why I covered on every one of my friends because <laughs> ride the wave, baby. <laughs> if it works, it, it, I mean, yeah. yeah. It. <laughs> hey, some of your covered on videos do better than mine. <laughs> yeah, just got, do more wire cutter now. videos, Wayne. Yeah, I just I'll make my whole channel into wire cutting content. <laughs> I'll just go out and buy different, different like um, locks and just put them on different doors and different things. And you're like, ah. yeah. And guys, I think we're onto something. Do it. Do it. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Um, next, next topic. I want to talk about like sponsorships and collabs with brands, like. I think a big misconception in this industry is like a lot of people think you're just, you know, taking money and taking whatever comes along and just promoting it just because of yeah. the platform. That's definitely not the case. I'm pretty sure with you too. Yeah. Like, do you want to explain further, like how your process and what your sort of brand image, like what do you aim for? Like when you're working with other, other brands, like what do you look for? Okay, so you guys know when I do brand deals. Uh, well, I don't. I don't actively try to do brand deals. I did do one recently, but I'll tell you guys about that one later because of contract okay. stuff. But most of the money that I try to make is either people that just want to support me or stuff that I make by myself. 
Uh, that's always the route that I tried to go. But now I've been more open to getting brand deals. Uh, I'm actually in talks with this one company uh, that I'm trying to get into. Um, I'm pretty sure you guys know because like all the creators that I work with, they all have that work working with that brand. But yeah, when I the reason why I was against brands is because I feel like as a like Rechoy is a brand in and of itself. And you have only so much brand equity that you can use because the reason why Vine went away was because their page just got flooded with advertisements and nobody wanted to use it anymore. Same thing with your TikTok page. And that's why I was so against brands and I overpriced everything because I was like, if you want to work with me, this is the price and I won't go any more than that. And I, I probably left a lot of money on the table that way, but I'm glad I did because I believe I've kept all, well, I, I know I've kept all my brand equity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How about you and Co? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> For me, um, I feel like I'm approaching it in a different way now because I'm signed with a manager. So I go into brand deals, not just for myself anymore, is because I, you know, I have other people depending on my brand. And um, yeah, as, as a public figure, you are your own brand. And so I think about that every time I work with, with different clients. Um, an example of that is, let's say, a detergent. So I uh, make sure to actively tell them, this is my brand. This is what uh, my image is. Is it okay if I change your script to fit mine? And then they'll be like, okay, okay, because this is what's going to work. And also I make sure that I, um, I try not to work with brands that I don't believe in. No, I really don't work with brands that I don't believe in. I don't bash them. I don't say anything bad about them. It's just like, for example, um, skin whitening products. I would never... I would never endorse. I would never make videos for skin whitening products. Um, Also, I would not work with products um, that do animal testing, you know, things like that. I I make sure that I um, make my manager know because she's the one who gets into all these meetings for me. And then when they pass the the criteria, then that's when they get to meet me and, and we get to talk about it. So, um, yeah, I try not to, uh, I try to space out my brand videos as much as I can because I don't want my page to get filled with all these sponsored content because that's not why I started my TikTok. That's not why my followers followed me. It's because they like my content. So if it isn't sponsored, uh, so, so if it is sponsored, I try to make it look as much as my original content as I can. Pretty much the sort of the same mentality as you, you both of you guys. It's like, I don't, I wouldn't accept something that I'm not, I don't believe in either. Or like, I don't feel like I would use personally. Like I only push out stuff that yeah. I use and that I like, because yeah, it's like being transparent yeah. with everyone. Like the real, being real, yeah, it's like, not doing it just for the money like what well, i'm with a supplement company and i yeah i've been using them for years now right. and i only recently got like 
started like invest like being an ambassador for them. So yeah, um, as a as a micro influencer myself, like I've gotten a few a few more recently, and I have like said no to over half of them. Like. Well, more than half. Like I've only accepted like three right now out of maybe ten. So thirty percent. So there's the seventy percent that I've just no, I'm not, I'm not doing it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's. I think we should. Yeah, I, I think it's a really good mindset that we that we all have that. Yeah. And we're all on the same page. Yeah. Mm. No, I agree. I yeah. agree. Hundred percent. What about what about being? What's the elements? of being and becoming an influencer like for for people that want to become one or people that just want to know like what do you think take what does it take to be one i'll start with read um work ethic uh creativity and uh you have to have thick skin you're gonna get a lot of hate mm. uh, whether it be from people you don't know or people you do know, you'll get looks from both directions and you have to sort of just blindly just keep moving forward, even though you won't know which way is up. And uh, anyone can make it, anyone can do it. Uh, you don't really need that much talent. Uh, you just need a lot of work ethic, a lot of tough skin, grit, and just keep pumping out content. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I agree with everything Reed said um, about the tough skin part. I've been, I wanted to expound on that a little bit because I, uh, here in the Philippines, especially, uh, I don't know if it's the same where you guys are, but influencers who get hate, they are expected to just ignore it and keep moving and I feel like that's developed a little bit of a toxic um, mentality because it it first of all the reasoning behind that is you're so much better than these people um, you shouldn't even stoop down to their level and you know engage but I feel like that creates a, a divide because it makes it seem like the influencer is a better person for having all these followers than this one person who has fewer. Second, I feel like it makes the influencer feel powerless against the people who are spewing hate against them because they can't defend themselves or like they're made to feel like they shouldn't. Third, because they are expected to not defend themselves, it encourages the haters to just keep sending hate messages because they know that they can get away with it and they know that no one's going to respond anyway so they could just keep sending hate their way so what i tried to do in the very beginning was every time somebody disrespected me in my comment section i make sure to step up to them and be like you cannot do that to me uh, I understand if you don't like my content that's fine but you don't get to insult me you don't get to disrespect me and i call them out for it and um, in the beginning, people were like, why are you doing that? Uh, Inca, you're, you're like this, you're like that. You shouldn't even uh, engage, just ignore them. 
I'm like, yeah, uh, I would, but it would just encourage them to keep going. You know, it does not teach them that they can't do that. And so I'm trying to change sort of the influencer culture here in, in the Philippines, at least, that I'm trying to make it seem, I'm trying to show people that it should be okay for people with large followings to be able to defend themselves against uh, disrespect and hate because we're all just people at the end of the day. You know, we have huge followings, but that's the only thing that's different, <laughs> you know? So yeah. it's, we still get hurt. We still get affected by what people say. Just because we have, you know, a big following doesn't mean that big following is like this huge armor that defends us from all the hate. You know, we still yeah. feel it. So I'm trying just, to- Just yeah. to add a note, when, yeah. you, when you do respond to hate comments, do so in a, in a uh, professional, I guess, mature way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just for everyone um, listening, you know, like Inca doesn't respond to me to the hate comments saying like, no, you're a little bitch. It's like, you know. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> she she educates them she humbles them you know yeah she yeah, yeah no, I, I always try to approach it from a from a a, a better mm -hmm. angle you know I still do not stoop yeah, to their yeah. level <laughs> I engage but uh with yeah. class yes oh I like that I engage mm, with engage with class mm. yeah I called somebody a moldy teabag on twitter that was that was great <laughs> what? What was the No, they're <laughs> They said they were trying to tell me that, you know, your your breasts are out, your nipples out. Like, why don't you just get naked? And I said, "That's not my nipple, you moldy teabag." And that's all I said. <laughs> what an insult. <laughs> I I I didn't mean to be insult insulting. That was supposed to be like a friendly uh just keep it to yourself next time, Reed. <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> it's not hard. Yeah. While we're on hate, how do you deal with hate comments, Reed? Oh, um, oh chocolate pie. chocolate pies. He eats chocolate pies. He eats his feelings <laughs> away. And he, he just likes out. One chocolate pie out. per hater. One like per hater. I mean, <laughs> you guys already know, I just pity them like any hate comment like that i just immediately think i just i just have this whole process in my head this person is in a place where they hurt so much that the only way that they can feel better is to hurt me and then i think dang your life must suck if that's where you are mm. so all i got is love for you brother and um i hope i'm not gonna comment back i'm not gonna do anything I'm just like i just like I have pity for you. I hope you get better. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Wayne? That's me. I'm sort of, I think I'm more like you, Inka. I like to def call people out as well. Like not call people out, but yeah, bring them up, you know, reply back to them, tell them, you know, like what's what. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So that's, that's, that's interesting. Um, both of you have two very different approaches. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my favorite yeah, line yeah. my favorite line is <clears throat> if you can't say that to my face you don't say it to me online mm. because my my photo is out there you're hiding behind a blank profile photo 
Yeah. I so have said that to her in person, so that's why I said it to her. Ah, <sighs> uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You're the only one who can get away with it. But yeah, I've because I will, I will take it up. Like if you want to say it to my mm. face, let's go, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I will do it. Good, but, good, yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah. So, well, well, so now we talk about um the elements of how to how to be an influencer. I just want to yeah, just before we got into the the hate responding to hate sort of section. Uh, I want to just add one. It's like surrounding yourself with like like-minded people. Like you guys, like this Ma family group has been it's just yeah, it's been a blessing. It's crazy. Yeah. Like the simple amount of support that we give each other and this is yeah, like, hard, the best thing that has happened because of TikTok. This here, this right here is the best thing that's ever happened. Mm. Yeah. Mm, like I never thought that I'd make really good friends. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, to sum it up, I think what being real, because everyone can like see it that you're just faking it, oh, and yeah. being transparent with everyone as well, uh, surrounding yourself with like-minded people, thick skin. and thick skin. Thick skin. Also. Never giving up, being persistent as well. You know, yes. don't just keep going. Put in the work, work ethic. I think those are the the main the main five yeah. things you can take away from from being if you want to be become one an influencer or if you're already a micro influencer like myself, you're trying to grow. It's yeah. just keep those five things in mind. It's yeah. What about balancing social life as an influencer? How do you guys manage that? It's hard now because of the pandemic. So yeah. I keep actually, I keep telling my manager, um, I think I'd be able to deal with all the new things in my life right now a little bit better if I had my old social life, you know, pre pandemic, like I'd be able to see all of my friends. I'd be able to, unwind and not think about work because when I'm in my room I can't help but think about work because this is where I make my videos so even when I'm asleep right when I wake up I see the same walls I see the same uh, scenery outside of my window uh, and I'm just it's like living in your office basically so it's it's hard for me to kind of separate work and and life at the moment yeah um, but yeah if I had if there wasn't any pandemic, if I had my life before the pandemic or the freedom, then I would be able to deal with things a little bit easier. Right. Um, so my social life right now is zero to none. That's mostly work. Zero to none. Yeah. Damn. Mm -mm. Well, for me, um, I wasn't very social to begin with, so it hasn't really affected me uh, that much. But scheduling, scheduling, scheduling. I just schedule everything. Oh, yeah. uh, if it's not on the calendar, then it won't be prioritized for me. I'll just fill it up with something else. So I won't even hang out with anybody. So yeah, scheduling has saved my butt. Um, yeah. But that's I funny. also, I just socialize with the people that I work with. That That's like one thing. Uh, like we'll have days where it's just relaxed. And it's just, it's just hang out. 
And that's been a big help too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You win. Yeah. I think, well, I'm introverted. I like my me time. So I've been fine as well, like Reed. And the, you know, if I make time, if I want to hang out with people, I, I make sure I make the time. So I, I won't let like social media, like not yeah. just because I won't be like, oh, I need to, I have to film this video today. Sorry, I can't see you. Like I'll, right. I'll see, I'll still just go out and see them and, and then I'll film the video after. I'll make time, you know, it's just yeah. scheduling. Back down to what reason? Tell my manager, I need a break. And then yeah. it's in my calendar. Inca doesn't work these days. <laughs> Literally, it says on my calendar and hers and the yeah. entire team's. Actually, so it really thing. helps. Um, yeah, I don't know. Go ahead. Okay. Actually, one thing that I did learn is that I need one day where. I don't schedule anything. I'll still create and everything in the mornings, but one day a week where I'm just like free. I can just work by myself. Free. I just like I'm okay if I work all day that day as long as I'm just in my room by myself. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's me every day. So <laughs> I need a change of of scenery. Like I only go out if it's work. Same. Like if I have a shoot. Uh, with clients, that's the only time I go out. Same. So yeah. Yeah. yeah this is a good topic. I really, I really. I was thinking. You know, actually, a few days ago, I was thinking about whether we should talk about social media and and influencers and reach. And so when you said we're talking about this today, I was pretty happy. Oh, well, we, well, we should definitely do this again. Like probably next topic, I want to explore this more. So let's keep yeah. exploring this because we can. It's just, it's just it's a whole that just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's everything that I had planned for today. Um, is there anything else you guys want to add on for this? Anything that you think people would want to know? Uh, one how has it affected? Okay, we are in quarantine, so you might not be able to see the effects. Well, you definitely won't be able to see the effects of today. But how has it affected your regular uh, relationships, like like before the sort of clout? Um, how has it affected how people treat you with your friends and your family, if at all? Um, my friends and family, I notice, feel like they can't approach me as like they did before, just because they feel like I'm I'm so busy, and sometimes I am, and when I'm not, I'm resting. So they're doing it. They're doing it out of understanding for me and my mental well-being. But I, I do miss when people feel like they could just message me anytime. Oh, that was nice. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, in my case, I don't think I've had any difference, to be honest with my like, family and friends. Like, my family is things like, cool, you know, they support me. <laughs> and then um, my friends, my close friends, are, you know, absolutely popular. Yeah, they're, they're chill about it. Like, nothing's changed. Which yeah. is like, cool, you know. Like, that's, that's, your, that's your hustle. Keep going, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. And once again, being, being introverted helps. Because I, I don't really, you don't need to talk every day, you know. Yeah. yeah. I'm introverted, so I'm just like, sitting here in my room, like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm a little bit of both of y'all. Uh, they're all, mm -hmm. all very supportive, but they're also pretty excited. Like, oh, I'm working with that person. But also, like, I'm so busy, and so they're more reluctant to schedule anything with me, which sucks. But yeah, overall, very supportive. Yeah, very supportive still. <sighs> all right, Wayne, why don't you uh, close us off? Well, thank you guys for listening to the Mafia Only podcast episode five. Uh, we shall see you back next week. Peace out. Peace out, everyone. Bye. <laughs>